AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You know, it's a widely accepted uh, saying that, like, you know, the oldest job in the world, you know, the earliest profession is sex work or prostitution. Um, And I'm not necessarily sure that that's true or even Googleable, Googleable. If you could Google it to be like, what's the oldest job ever? I don't know. I mean, we could prove that. But I will say, you know, it's clearly the most stable market on earth because the demand has never waned since the beginning of humans, you know, and probably pre-humans. I bet you the homo erectus, you feel me? Uh, you, you, you hear my play on words out this mug. I just think it's the umbrella profession for all other professions, especially um, inner city professions. And I really think that it's the most transferable skill that comes from any inner city. And it's just hustling. I think the hustle is the oldest profession because it's all of the professions. Because the hustler is the one that noticed that, yo, I I can, yo, yo genitals, I, I can sell you stuff. <laughs> it's the hustler, not just necessarily the pimp, because the pimp is a type of hustler. You understand what I'm saying? The point is the hustle. It's the oldest profession. And it's the most long lasting profession. This profession has stood the test of time, the test of culture, the test of socioeconomic caste systems, empires, autocrats, uh, dictatorships, communists, fascists, democracies, what, uh, however you organize your society. The hustle. Hustle. 
you find it everywhere. And in every part of the world, and in every generation, and in every back to the stone age, there has always been a hustler. The hustler understands what the lick read, how to spot the lick, how to hit the lick, how to set somebody else up to hit they lick. This is the most transferable skill from hood to proper society, I think, than any other skill that comes out of our inner cities. It's the hustle and being able to spot the hustle because the hustle is very simple. You either spot a need or create a need and then provide that need. Even if the need ain't really a need, (laughs) you provide it anyway. It's a hustle. Today, happy new year. I I don't know when this is coming out, but I just, we just got to talk about this FTX collapse. Hood politics, y'all. All right, all right, all right. This is called Hit the Lick Part 1. Now, the lick is usually a very specific opportunity to make money. You know, that's, that's, that's the lick. And it's, it's the, the task itself, if that makes sense. So, you know, we talked about a long time ago, one of the early episodes called What the Lick Read, you know, and it's the discussion around what is today's current opportunities for us to make a little money either robbing somebody, uh, breaking into a house uh, or setting up a certain particular situation. That's usually the lick. Now, the hustle is the entire industry of what you're doing. And the lick is the particular task inside of the entire. And it's the hustle. It's the whole thing. Now, when you are a hustler, the industry can vary, right? The, the market that it what we working in don't matter. I'm just a hustler. You know, there's another term for this in proper society. We call that a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, now, see, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's a transferable skill where the business you're getting into can vary. You're just good at spotting business opportunities. It's a hustle. It's a hustler. You just, you know where there's money to be made. And that dude carries a certain swags this confidence about them you you know what i'm saying like you just kind of believe them when they talk if you're gonna be good at it you feel me now a hustle isn't always illegal it's not always a con now a lot of times we you know you 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 when you hear a hustle you think it's a griff you know or 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 a con or a con artist is a certain type of hustler you know what i'm saying a drug dealer that's a certain type of hustler you feel me and a lot of times you know, unless you really, really, really love the actual drug game itself, the drug, you know, crack, heroin, that stuff was means to an end. This was just a very sellable product. They hustlers. A lot of these brothers is like, if you find me a better hustler, we'll do that. You know, they were just like, listen, opportunity costs, trade-offs. It's like ROI, just your return on your investment. It's like the return of the returns was so high. That's why they got into drug dealing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, there's a lot of like, you know, violence involved. But like 
why those skills were so transferable, why you see in, you know, music industry and, and stuff like that, like why? Because it was a transferable skill. I know some brothers who like got into like streetwear and clothing because it's just a, they enjoyed the hustle. They were good at that. It's a transferable skill. It's the, the serial entrepreneur. It's just a hustle. You know, it doesn't have to be a criminal activity and it doesn't have to be crooked. Now, sometimes it is because, you know, it is what it is. But you tell me what's not crooked. Unfortunately, we live in a society where you have to just have a bit of cognitive dissonance. Like we all have to you just to live right now and have any sort of semblance of joy inside of your your very existence. You have to be just slightly inconsistent somewhere. I mean, or go get off the grid and live in the mountains, but you living in a mountain that is you're living on stolen land. So you already, do you know what I'm saying? There has to be some sort of dissonance somewhere in there. And you know, I don't care. You the justice of the, the justified of the most justice. It, 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 look, you compromise it somewhere. We, you know, we, I, I watched this, uh, this is the day after the World Cup finals. You think I don't understand what's wrong with Qatar? You feel me? You think I don't know what's wrong with that? Just like the only we did an episode on the Olympics. You think I don't know? Unless you go research and hold accountable the entirety of the supply chain of everything you've ever purchased, uh, then you a little inconsistent. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. That's just part of the game. Part of the game. It's just, you know, I don't know what else to tell you. You're going to be at some point, whether you know or not, you have trafficked stolen goods. You done downloaded a movie somewhere. You know what I'm saying? It's just the difference between you and us who just grew up in these cities. We just like, look, man, that's just part of the game. Yeah, that bootleg DVD I got. I know what you want me to say. You didn't. You done hopped the train. You done snuck into a movie. You feel me? Like, uh, what you, you done, I, what you want me to tell you? All your little proxy servers, you know, your multiple email accounts to get the free online. It's like, we just, we all hustle. The point I'm trying to say is that it's not new. Whether we're talking cowrie shells, prostitution, banks, or cryptocurrency, or NFTs, it's a hustle. I don't mean it's not like there's not some genuine stuff going on in there, but it also don't mean there's there's nothing without any criminal or shady activity. It is what it is. The hustle. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, what comes with hustle and hustlers and and reading the licks and understanding the lick is the necessary skill of knowing a hustle and or a hustler when you see one. Being able to understand what the lick is and sometimes when you are the lick. Sometimes you're the hustle. As a saying among, um, which you probably know by now in the year of our Lord, 2023, that when you're downloading an app or on some sort of social network, if the product is free, then you're the product. Does that make sense? Right. You are what they're, you are what's being sold. That's what, you know, that's what we say, like, okay, if Facebook is free, right, to us to use and all this good stuff, that's because they're selling our data. They're selling us. We are the product. I don't know if y'all saw, well, I'm pretty sure you have by now, you know, Twitter is like, look, we're not letting you promote no more other social medias on our platforms. I get it. It's just, this is ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? It's because look at, they're like, we're a service without a product. Like that's what he tried. That's what Eli tried to say. It's like, whoa, had nothing. We're not selling anything. We can't make, we can't make any money. So why would I let you make money on other places using what we have that ain't making no money? It's just a hustle. He's just bad at it. Like, I know y'all think he amazing at it, but let me tell you something, man. Y'all got to look at these numbers, man. Like, nigga, what's a $4 billion company if you owe $5 billion? Like, that's not, you, nigga, you, <laughs> you ain't got to, you ain't made no money, fam. Like, you make me, you make, you may own paper on this imaginary thing that say your company net worth, but nigga, you can't go to the bank and pull that money out. I think we may have talked about this before, but wealth is this. You stick your card into that machine and it go through. That's wealth. When you swipe your card, you ain't got to sweat. I don't know if you've heard stories people talk about all the time. Like, yo, we didn't know we were poor. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there was even a, a thing going around Twitter. Oh, man, Twitter is such a great place. Um, <clears throat> asking at what age did you realize y'all was poor? You lived in the hood. And for me, it was like. I thought because I had family and friends i was like no 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 they're poor like that's what i thought you know what i'm saying but it wasn't until i realized there was such thing as like 31 flavors and like dryers ice cream <laughs> that there was places specifically for ice cream like that just wasn't thrifty it wasn't 25 cent i'm like wait ice cream supposed to taste like this 
the, I didn't know. When we moved out of La Puente, like this part of the, I talk about all the time, we moved out and then I went back and realized there was bullet holes in our garage door. I like, I never noticed because the way we was brought up was like, look, man, you know, if you needed your carburetor change, you ask Paco down the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you know, if you need babysitting, your neighbor do it. Like, we just, you make spaghetti because spaghetti lasts for weeks. Like, so we ate, you know what I'm saying? Syrup sandwiches and sugar water. Like, you don't realize until later because, again, my parents... Spent money very wisely. You know what I'm saying? The things we didn't have, I, you know, I knew I like, I knew I ain't had like the designer shoes and all that good stuff. I knew people, but it was just simple. It's like, we can't afford that. So we don't get it. Like you just, I thought that that was just being wise. I didn't know it was because we was just oh, kind of low working class. You feel me? Like I ain't know. Wealth is when you go to pay for your groceries, the card go through. So listen, if you work in minimum wage, fam, unfortunately, you know, minimum wage is way below where it's supposed to be. But when you went to that in and out, went to that five guys and you stuck your card into that machine without any fear that it's not going to go through or that some of your other bills are not going to get covered because of this, that's, that's well. When you look at like, and I mean, it's this is absurd to say this, but when you look at like a billion dollars and two billion dollars, like what I mean, what's the difference in in their lifestyle? What is what you know? It's abs- there's no difference in their lifestyle. They stick their card in and it works. So look, if you got a million dollars, but you got a two million dollar lifestyle, you're broke. You understand? That's what I'm trying to say. One, live within your means, and two. Don't let these people fool you. They money made up because guess what? They can't stick their card into that machine and buy that $5 billion home. They borrowing that money because the piece of paper said that they worth $20 billion. But y'all saw when the stock market did that little thing and apparently Mark Zuckerberg lost some something, something, something billion of dollars in a day, in an hour because the stock market dropped. Did his life change? It's is not real money because he can't go to the bank and pull out a billion dollars. It's just on the paper. Well, maybe he can, but I just, I look. From what I understand how this shit work, that's not how it work. It's just a hustle. And you have to know how to recognize a hustle when you see one. Now, when you recognize this hustle, here are your options. And this, now I'm giving y'all game here. You need to decide, is this worth it for you? Because you know what they're doing. Once your brain clicks in and you understand, oh, I'm just talking to a hustler. Now I need to know, okay, what's in it for me? Will this like, and you have to know now, which is a real art. And I think comes from, for me, years of experience is now I know how to talk to you. Some hustlers are ego driven. You just need to butter them fools up. So in this sense, it's a rope of dope. You know what I'm saying? It's a judo. I need, oh, nah, homie, you know, you got yours. Yo, you run these streets, man. You run this here. Yo, tell me what you're doing. Dog, that's amazing, homeboy. Man, so so then, so then, and and if I'm doing that, either I'm getting this dude off my back, so I make sure that, like, either I don't get caught up in this hustle, you understand what I'm saying, or I figure out how to make this work for my advantage. Some people, you just got to keep a million 
million miles away from you. You know, because if you get sucked in, you finna lose all the money because because that brother ain't got no money. He, he using yours to pay for his. Oh, here we go. He using your investment. You know what I'm saying? To get this lick off. That's what he trying to do. But you got to recognize it. Some people, they get a high off off the game itself. And for them, you got to figure out how to understand their cards. For them, it's not judo. It's poker. I need to be able to understand what's going on in their cards and you know for me like i'm not a really a good poker player i really don't understand the game i ain't gonna lie to you like but i could slap some dominoes i could play some bones and let me tell you something I, apparently a uh, bones is an old head game which i didn't know so i guess officially i'm in that realm now uh or it's like a west coast thing i found out like west coast in, in sort of texas i didn't know that like apparently everybody else don't play dominoes like that but i tell you what if we play in a one-on-one or teams or all four around the table, depending on what you play, I know what's in your hand. I just, because I've played the game enough, I know how to switch from offense to defense. I know how to like, because if you know, if you know how you play now, if you know, a lot of times like it's like chess or any other game, like when you play with somebody that really don't know how to play, that it's hard to predict because they play all willy nilly, you know what I'm saying? But when you playing with somebody that knows how to play, right? then you could start adding a lot of these strategies and start reading what's going on. My homeboys, my homeboy, Derek Miner, my other homeboy, Cameron Strang over at Relevant Magazine. Shout out my homeboy, Cameron. Uh, I taught him how to play dominoes. And there are times that we'd be sitting around the table and I'd be like, play the six, four. And they look at me all mad. Like, how do you know? Cause I'm like, <laughs> I've played enough. It's not magic. There's only so many of each suit, each domino. Right. And I know if you would have had this other domino, you would have played it a long time ago because it would have made you a lot of money. You would have scored, you know, 15, 20 points had you played that one. Right. And I know that when I played this. Right. And you hesitated that you didn't have that piece. So that means if I'm counting my dominoes, I'm going on tangent. But this is what I'm trying to say. is like you got to recognize I'm counting my dominoes. I'm like, it, it ain't. But there's only one more six out there. And I'm looking at the board and I'm like, okay, you can't play there. You can't play there. Can't play there. You would have played that if you had it. That mean Derek got the 6-4. Play the 6-4. He's just like, Derek be like, shit, man. And then he played a 6-4 and I'd be like, perfect. 25, domino. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's because I'm just watching the board. So when you're talking to somebody that's in the hustle, that's like, just gets a high off the game itself. You have to be able to read what he's what that person telling you and what they not telling you to figure out what they actually saying to you. I've had to use this skill in many professional environments uh, around the music industry, around um, even some of like just corporate situations. You need to just figure out what this person's saying. And the only and I ain't go to no business school. I, you know what I'm saying? And, and look, look, and. And my life, my my young life, yeah, I mean, it could have been where it wasn't that hard. You feel me? Like I, I would look, I wasn't in section eight. I wasn't in the projects. You feel me? I was, I mean, we was we was low income, but like I was a swing generation. Like my parents split. My mama got a house at the birds. You feel me? So like I I I was able to experience things in so many different cities. So it's like this proof of concept of taking what I learned in the in the in South Central in the six two six and even applying that in the high school I went to way out in in the suburbs i just was like 
I just know a hustle when I see one. And especially a hustle from somebody who came from the same hood I came from that parents had the same idea as me. You know, it's mine. You know what I'm saying? To make me go to this night school. I'm looking at this fool like, uh-huh. I know what you're doing, oh boy. You, you feel me? It's just, you have to be able to recognize the hustle. And it's the same, guys. It is absolutely the same. Don't let these crypto bros fool you with all these big terms and the ETHs, you know, and the Dogecoins and, you know, the stock markets and the Bitcoins and the cryptos and the meta. Don't let these fools, don't let these fools fool you. It's the same because a hustle is a hustle. Let's talk about FTX next. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We're back. So by now it's old news, uh, but you know how I like to work. I like to like make sure I understand exactly what's going on here. So at this point, uh, your boy has, where at least the day that I'm recording this, your boy has agreed to go to trial about how just poorly he ran FTX, right? Which is a cryptocurrency giant. Essentially, for the for the for the sake of our understanding, it's a bank where he was doing things that essentially he's 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 accused of defrauding investors and customers to like the tune of like billions of dollars and he was arrested in the bahamas right and he was forced to face trial but what was funny was like um see this is the thing about the swagger of hustlers but really it's the mediocre white boy thing to, in a lot of ways to where it's like you still feel like you could get on a talk show and say your side like if people just understood like no i just I was just in over my head, bro. Like, look, now I'm 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 getting on a tangent here, but like, listen, man, that's that like whoo, that's that rich, that rich boy energy where you feel like you could just talk your way out of anything. You take a rich boy, a rich white boy, no less. You feel me? And you put a little hustle on him. Oh, this nigga has never been in trouble ever. <laughs> You know anybody like that? They, just, they, they can talk their way out of everything. They just never been. It's just don't know nothing ever stick. You feel me? Don't be their best friend, cause man, he gonna have you. He gonna have you on your little bikes riding up to old man Hickory's house, <laughs> right? Going in there stealing that man Vincent Van Gogh painting, and he'll be like, "Dude, it's all good, bro. We'll just, bro, we'll just tell him we got lost. It's, it's no big deal, bro." It's like, what do you mean it's no big deal, nigga? We going to jail. <laughs> But I can guarantee you, man, this man, listen, I, I'm trying to give you background, but you got to remember this man is is the child of two uh, professors at Stanford. Like, he all right. You feel me? Anyway, uh, so he was out in the Bahamas. He had these two partitions. So he had the bank, his crypto bank, and then he had this like personal sort of like investment firm to where it's like if you want to like, you know, make your money sweat a little bit, you could work on this side. But we'll get, in, we'll get into the specifics of it later. But there's a few things that I think you need to understand that if you like me, it was like when you heard Bitcoin and how Bitcoin worked, you was like, huh, whatever. 
it sound like the same shit because it kind of is. <laughs> this is the part that's so funny because a hustle is a hustle, right? Anyway, the magic of Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, if you will. Um, I Now, this isn't a crypto bro uh, pod and I'm probably gonna get a lot of this wrong um, or at least incomplete because it's not necessarily my field of expertise, but I can help you understand it like this. Remember, I say this all the time, money is not real. It is worth what we say it's worth, right? And the value of those dollars changes per country, right? Because each country gets to say, in relation to what their currency can purchase, how much that currency is worth. And then we have this whole exchange rate you know, if ever you traveled, you know what I'm saying? Well, $1 equals this many pesos, you know, or pesetas, you know what I'm saying? Wherever you are, right? And if your brain worked like mine, you was like, this seemed arbitrary. Sometimes it just seemed like y'all just moving decimals because, listen, whether a cup of coffee and a croissant costs $5 in America, but you tell me it costs 55 you know, pesos, in Mexico, I'm like, it's, well, it's the same because it just still just bought me the same, right? Because of just, it's what difference, what do you mean your dollar's worth, right? So I'm like, what, because the number's made up, like you're just moving decimals. It took me these many hours to make this amount of money. So whether you call that money, you know, 25 calorie shells, or one Bitcoin, like I, it's just, it took me this much time to get that, right? So it just, it kind of, it's like, what does any of this stuff mean? Well, it, well, the, the truth is you're right. Like it doesn't mean anything. It's what, I just need to know how much milk is and how many hours I got to work to be able to have enough of whatever this currency is to get that milk. That's what it means, right? And who gets to decide that? Well, currently we have federal banks world banks, international things that are backed by governments, right? So it's people that get to say, based on whatever the hell is based on in relation to like how much, how many dollars are in circulation. That's what like inflation, when we did stuff on inflation, all this stuff, remember we did the thing on inflation and all this stuff, like how many dollars are in, in circulation across the world? What can it purchase me? Do Can my government back it, right? Uh, you know, when we moved away from the gold standard, which meant like there was, which again is also something made up too. We said that this rock, right, <laughs> that comes out the earth is worth these many dollars, you know? So it was weights, you feel me? It was like, this rock is worth this. So we knew like this dollar is backed by that rock, right? I don't know why we thought that that was somehow more secure than it just being backed by paper because who say the rock is worth what it's worth? You, you feel me? The point, I don't want to get lost in the weeds here. The point is the regulation of how much dollars are worth or not worth is contingent on governments and humans. The promise of Bitcoin was that it removes the human factor. It's just math. It's that the amount of Bitcoin that's in circulation and how much it's worth is based on algebra, meaning 
There's only, it's an equation. There's only so many. So what governs it is not a government or a bank. It's math. This was the promise of it. So if you remove governments from it and it's just simply math, right? When you get the amazing computers and you quote unquote air quotes farm Bitcoin, remember there's only so many there. So if there's a finite number, we always know what it's worth. Right? That's the promise of it. Which means that, and the only way to access to it is all you need is a cell phone and internet connection. So the promise was supposed to be, yo, this removes corruption. It removes the slings and arrows and the ebbs and flows of war, of government, of stock market. Because it's, it's digital. Like it's just, it's math. That was the promise of it. The promise of it was that it was completely anonymous because it's digital. Like you're, it's not, you know, your, your wallet is not like a, a paper thing in your pocket. You know, it's not a bank account that could get hacked per se, right? That was the idea around the promise of Bitcoin. But as we know, <laughs> same shit's different day, y'all. So let me go back to what they were trying to save us from, from, from a bank, right? Remember that dissonance I was talking about earlier? Y'all, okay, so a bank's a hustle, guys. This, because, do you, okay, uh, it's not the movies. There's not billions of dollars in a vault in a bank. It's not like when I put my $20 into a bank, it's taking that $20 and putting it in a box that says prop and putting the rest of the $20 on there. No, it goes into this pot of a ton of money. That's why when you see things that on the side that says member FDIC insured up to a certain amount of money, which basically means if this bank runs out of money, which happens, the government will cover up to $100,000. Now, have you have you seen the news? At some point, this happened in Greece and it happened here in 2008. When wasn't no money in the bank. And all of us, if you had any brain, you was like, how the hell is that possible? If we put money in, where the hell did it go? If you charging me $18 every time I overdraft, nigga, you got money. Because it's, listen, because it don't work like that. Well, how the hell do it work? It's a hustle. They wheeling and dealing. You work in investments because, because listen, that's how investments work. Listen, when you put your money in there and it says that this, this account yields a certain percent of interest, what that means is this. If you just put your money in a mattress, it's just sitting there. My homeboy says you want your money to be sweating. You want every dollar to be in there working out. So what, what is the bank doing? The bank is taking your money and it's putting it in investment opportunities. 
It's saying, oh, okay, man. So look, well, if I put this in here, if I put it on there, if I bet on this, if I throw up, throw, throw some dollars on this, you feel me? Then I can guarantee in air quotes guarantee that I'm going to make, you know, a little bit of money off this and off this and off that. And then, yo, since you giving me, this is the bank, you y'all supplying the money for me to be able to go invest in there. So I'm making dough. So therefore you making dough. So they talking like, you know, three, four, five percent interest rates. You know what I'm saying? Interest uh, 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 accruing on on these bank accounts. But rest assured, they making 30, 40, 50 percent. You know, return on these investments off your money. It's a hustle. Like, but if that don't work. A.K.A. the housing bubble crashes. Because you just borrow, you just dealing out money for people that, you know, you can't afford it when all that stuff crashes Ain't no money to back these bets. The money that these banks is using to back these bets is your money. And if they run out, when you stick your card, like I said, you stick your card into that bank account and don't nothing come out. You like, how the hell is the money I gave you not there? Well, lucky for us. A lot of people thought this was wrong, but lucky for us, there's a government. Who gets to say, okay, we can't listen. If some go wrong, somebody got to come in here. It sucks. I can't believe y'all did this now. That's a great argument. It's like, dog, so you just get to be, the banks get to be the spoiled white boy that like if they, if any, if anything go wrong, they daddy come in there and come save them. Is that, is that, that's what a lot of people are saying. Like, nah, fuck them. Why they get to get bailed out? And the government is like, well, they shouldn't, but it's us that, but that's our, like, that's our money. You heard the phrase too big to fail. Like what they trying to say is like, yo, if this bank failed a whole thing, America fails. A bank is great. One of the greatest hustles is one of the greatest licks in America history. <laughs> Cause you got to save us. Cause if I lose, we all lose. So good for us in the sense that there was somebody there to, like we said, bail them out, government bailouts. Now, again, you could have your problems with that. But had that not happened, I don't know if we would have <laughs> the lifestyle we have now. Crypto banks is different. They ain't no government. So what FTX happened was people went over there realizing that like, yo, Bitcoin is fluctuating just like the rest of the stocks. Oh, this shit is the same. They seeing, yo, the value of Bitcoin, this mug is plummeting because let me take my money out before, <laughs> before everything go wrong. So fools rushed the bank and guess what? Wasn't no money there. So uh, folks was like, nigga, where, where my digital money? I, you, you were supposed to be, you the biggest, you were supposed to be. That's not how crypto were. How you not have my money? This crypto. Sam Bankman and then was like, uh, I ain't got it. Yo, I can put something on it though. Ah! It's not funny, but it's funny. The difference is, though, ain't no government to bail out no crypto. 
Nigga, that money gone. It's gone. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So let me let me give you some specifics about the case if you don't know already. So John Ray is the new CEO. He took over after Sam Bankman-Fried uh, resigned, who apparently just like I told y'all before, just can't shut up. He just keep talking, right? Kept doing interviews. <laughs> anyway, John Ray, when he was um in his, in his hearing in front of the Senate, they asked him like, "Hey, what role you think Bankman-Fried should play after this?" He was like, "Nigga, nothing." That man needs to do that man needs to be far away as he can from this thing. Now, why is this so funny to me? Because John Ray is the person that took over Enron, fam. With <laughs> when Enron was collapsed, collapsing, they brought in John Ray. That that they needed the big dogs, cuz. And he said, John Ray looking around this mug like, this is a shit show. And Bankman talking about, look, man, I was just too excited. Like, I was naive. He hit him with a what had happened was I was just too excited about, like, the possibilities. You know, in hindsight, like, I'm sorry. I should have thought about what could have went wrong. But instead, I was excited about what could be. I'm just a positive guy. 
You know what I'm saying? But this man facing the charges because wire fraud, uh, you know, uh, attempted wire fraud on customers, attempted fraud on investors, commodities fraud, all kind of other frauds. Just, hey, <laughs> you busted because and this dude Ray talking about, look, they was <laughs> they was tracking invoices with Slack. Oh, like Slack. A billion dollar company. Dog, they said they was doing their books. They was they was running their accounting on QuickBooks, my nigga. QuickBooks online. That's $35 a month. You was running this whole company on some QuickBooks, cuz? Like, what what the hell is y'all doing? Listen, I know a hustler. Let me tell you something. I know a hustler when I see one. I know somebody that don't know what the hell they talking about. You understand what I'm saying? This man ain't know what the hell he was talking about. But listen, the point of this whole pod is to tell you that this shit is not new. Let me tell you what he did. It's real simple. I'm taking your money and I'm spending it on my shit. It's, I mean, it is not new. It, because now the particulars of it may be sophisticated because you're using cryptocurrency, right? As as a bank thing, but then you have this other side of the thing that's supposed to be an investment thing. So when you got money in here, you can say, yo, I'm down to like help you invest in some other stuff. But that investment firm side of his company was his wallet. He was just living off that. And it's real simple. When people come ask for their money, he was using somebody else's money to give them that. So you got it. It's real simple. It's you owe your mama five dollars. So you go borrow $10 from your auntie. You pay your mama $5. You got five now in your pocket. But then your auntie come back and say, hey, I need my $10 back. So you go ask your cousin for $15. And then you pay your cousin back this. So now you owe 15. You paid them. You got. So and then eventually. Somebody going to be like, yo, I'm done lending you money. Like if everybody come in and say. Hey, where my money? They gonna realize, oh, nigga, you ain't got none. Because you've been pocketing this extra five. Because I noticed, man, you gotta really, you've been bringing home the good snacks these days. But your boy over there living real good off somebody else's money. So that if you could, and listen, if you could keep the balls in the air, if you could keep the hustle going, Everything cool unless everybody you hustling comes and asks for their money at the same time. Because now I can't borrow from customer A. I can't hustle customer A to giving me investment money so I could pay out in yields to customer B. Because customer A and B is like, yo, I'm ready to pull my money. But at the heart of the problem was FTX and then this hedge fund. It's a crypto hedge fund called Alameda Research. Now, if you like me, you might say prop. What the hell is a hedge fund? I'll be hearing about it on TV and in movies all the time. But wh what is a hedge fund? It's a hustle. Just just listen. Don't worry about it. It's not important for the story. We'll do that for another thing. Just end of the day. He got this other thing tied to his first thing. So the biggest problem was that there's just seemed to be no partition. It was no division between this bank and his hedge fund. Which is like these are technical. These are two different companies. So what the, what the case is like, basically, you would put your money in the FTX, you know, as just like a regular Joe Blow, just like, yo, this is my little crypto bank. Right. 
and he would take the money from there and cover his debts in Alameda and pay out the stuff he was supposed to pay out from, you know, uh, 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 situations he had promised people inside of this hedge fund. But as I told you, crypto was dropping. So since crypto was dropping, Fools was like, yo, I need my money. So what he was doing was taking your money from FTX, putting it in the thick thing, putting it into Alameda, paying out everybody and then trying to figure out what I could do to put the money back into FTX. Right. Before somebody come ask for their money, man, listen, if you keep going, it ain't a bad hustle. You know, you just got to keep the you just got to keep the balls in the air. If you could keep it in the air, you know, and pocket a few dollars here and there. You know what I'm saying? As long as all your debts get covered, it's like, what's the problem? You know, I mean, listen, it's a hustle. Uh, you know, once upon a time in a past life when I was teaching uh, 11th graders, it was my first year teaching like fresh out of college. So I'm like maybe four years older than these kids. But like anyway, it was like eBay time. Right. So there was this kid, this 11th grader in my class that was selling like aerosol guns on eBay. And I was like, yo, so where do you keep them? He's like, oh, I don't have none of them. I was like, what? He goes, no, I just buy them and sell them. And I'm like, well, where's the, how, where's the gun? Like you never tell, he's like, no, nah, I've never, I've never even had one. I just find them on eBay. I buy them and then I sell them again. I'm like, how, so you don't, I, and at the time, remember this is like, you know, it was the early internet. I was like, I, I officially felt old. Cause I was like, I don't understand how are you, and he making money. This kid sitting in my class being like, can I use a computer? And I'm like, sure, I don't care. And he's over there making more money than my monthly, what I was making a month as his teacher. At some point, I was like, I don't know why I'm assigning anything to you. But let me tell you something. By the time this boy was a senior, he was trading on the German stock market. He was getting up for everybody. Trading. And I was like, I don't understand why you keep coming to school because you didn't figure this out. Like, but it was you just showed me something. And I'm like, that's that's an incredible hustle. You just I just learned something. Like I said, all hustles ain't bad. If you keep it going. You feel me? Then keep it going. But Bankman Freed, though, he in this situation like this. So you plugging up all these holes. He just he putting his finger in all these holes. But the ship is is sinking because he done already spent the money. In the middle of that, he using money from from uh from Alameda to, I mean, this nigga paying for like uh uh uh, uh political campaigns. My man buying real estate, cuz like <laughs> just swiping his card. But with the money on his card was not his money. It was somebody else's money. But he cool, cause he like, don't trip. I get it by Thursday. I get it back. That's how the game works. Don't worry about it, man. We're going to get these returns. Listen, this is what crypto does. It go up, it go down. Look here, little rich white boy. You can't talk your way out of this. I need my money. Then basically everybody rolled up like big worm. What's up, big perm? I mean, big worm. I need my money. You either have my weed or my money by tonight or I'm shooting this whole block up. Basically, that's what everybody came and did. They just ran up on it. So he did the only thing you can't do, which is file bankruptcy. The problem is, though, this ain't member FDIC, my nigga. It's $8 million missing because don't nobody know where the hell it is. And since it's cryptocurrency, ain't no way to get it. Don't let nobody tell you no different. It is the same 
A hustle is a hustle. Just because it got the name crypto in front of it, just because it got ETH at the end of the thing, just because it say it's some sort of other kind of technology that's the future, nigga, it's a hustle. You got to know a hustle when you see one. Now, listen, am I trying to tell you, is this a is this a podcast telling you don't get into Bitcoin? Absolutely not. Listen, because like I said, our current currency is a hustle. The current bank is a hustle. It's the cognitive dissonance I'm saying to live with. What you got to decide, though, is what your plan A, your plan B, and your plan C is. Because, listen, it's hustlers everywhere. Your little NFT, your little NFT bathing ape that you done owned. Now, listen, look it. If you in the digital art, you in the digital art. I ain't got no problem with that. Why is that ape worth a million dollars? Nigga, somebody made that up. Now, granted, why is the modern art painting of shit splashed on the wall? Why is that worth a million dollars? Somebody made that up. That's the art art world's a hustle too. Them numbers is pumped up. You know how you know how them dudes did the NFT stuff. You had your homies bid on a bid on a thing to shoot the price up. It's a hustle. Now, does that mean that it's not amazing artists in the NFT space? Absolutely not. It's people really out there that's like really excited about this new thing. I'm not saying don't do cryptocurrency. It's, it's that it might be the future. But listen, we got a lot of ways to go, y'all. But listen, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You got to recognize a lick when you see one. You need to know a hustler when you see one. And let me tell you something. That man's a hustler. He ain't no different. Don't let that crypto bro fool you. A hustle is a hustle. Hood politics, y'all. Yo, yo, this thing right here was recorded by me, Propaganda, in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, California. This thing was mixed, edited, mastered, and scored by the one and only Matt Ausowski. Y'all, check out this fool's music. I mean, it's incredible. Executive produced by Sophie Lichterman for Cool Zone Media. Man, and thank you for everybody who continue to tap in with us. Make sure you leave reviews and five-star ratings and sharing it with the homies so we could get this thing pushed up in the algorithm. And listen, I just want to remind you, these people is not smarter than you. If you understand city living, you understand politics. We'll see you next week. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. 
Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 